0: SUPPORT WRESTLE
1: TALK! Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
0: it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J. Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. SUPPORT WRESTLE TALK. SUPPORT WrestleTalk. Wrestle TALK. Do it, bro. SUPPORT OLLIE. SUPPORT Luke. SUPPORT WRESTLE TALK. SUPPORT WRESTLE TALK. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever WrestleTalk is, and whoever
1: Luke Gowen is, Both the Ravens. never more. Talk, Rebel, now and live. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm your Jam That Champion, Mister Davis, and I'll be defending that championship against this Jam Brony, lukewarm Luke Owen, at this Saturday's AEW Full Gear live
0: reactions. Hi, lukewarm. Your big Jam Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis. Still trying to get that Jambroni thing over, I see, even though literally you're the only person that's saying it. Stop trying to make Jambroni happen. Uh, Well, you know, after Fetch didn't take off,
1: Jambroni (laughs) can do this. But also, you know, everyone sniffed, sniffed at the podcast sensation of a segment,
0: Misheard Lyrics. And oh. now, now it's the hottest thing going in wrestling. It's all anyone is talking about in terms of the podcast wrestling podcast landscape. No one's talking about something to wrestle anymore. No one's talking about your boy and your list or whatever it is that show that Sean's got over at Fightful. No, everyone is talking about misheard lyrics.
1: Yeah, I've got nothing it's more a, to add. It's it's it's, it's, a, what, it's one, it's one
0: podcasting. It, it's a totally new and original idea that no radio station has ever done in the lifetimes but you know what let's get into the main show because we've got some misheard lyrics to go over at the end of the show but first we're talking about survivor series and stars being frustrated with survivor series backstage and you know its implications on war here is the show
1: While lukewarm Luke Owen tells us
0: about unrest backstage in WWE. Yeah, I mean, it's something that you and I have been talking about for, I mean, pretty much since, you know, we started doing this, that Survivor Series is a hindrance to storytelling in WWE. I know there are people that kind of, you know, they like and they they get off on the idea of Raw and Smackdown going ahead, going head to head in direct competition and these dream matches that, we have pretty much always seen. Um, And some people kind of like it. And they're like, oh, if only you gave it stakes, if only you did this, if only you did that. But the problem is they never do. And what WWE have found themselves in is that they are doing Survivor Series because they've always done Survivor Series. And because they've since the brand split, the 2016 brand split, They've always done Raw versus SmackDown. They now feel like they have to do Raw versus SmackDown, even if it's at a detriment to the stories they're telling on screen, right? Uh, and this comes in from Dave Meltzer on Wrestling Observer Radio, who said that people backstage, it's not just you and I, it's not just the wonderful people of the SWAT nation that have this opinion. The people in the company, the wrestlers themselves also have this opinion. So I know a lot of people who are not in agreement with the Survivor Series booking. Why do we have a Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn when no one wants to see it? Because last year we did it that way. Street Profits versus New Day, if you were to do it a year from now in a build-up, it would be big and special. But you're doing it now because it's what we do in November for the last couple of years. The champs in, on this week's episode lost a non-title match and it does nothing to set up the Survivor Series pay-per-view. So yeah, it is just now the talent are like, well, Randy Orton's storyline has got smeg all to do with Roman Reigns. It is to do with Drew, Miz, and Fiend. But the next pay-per-view is Drew versus Roman. And it doesn't feel like, is there any like heat to Drew Roman at the moment?
1: I would say there is. I'm actually very into the main event storyline on Raw, but we'll talk about that later. Let me play devil's advocate here everywhere <laughs> that was a joke to pop you it's a devil's it advocate was. impression of al pacino I like it. <laughs> um but there is an argument to be made surely that survivor series this one time a year where raw and smackdown superstars go head to head i should do that with both fingers it looks weird if i'm just doing it with one well i was doing it the other side for you thank you <laughs> uh they it's like a little little special attraction thing where you get all these dream matches of interbrand crossovers, and those other feuds can just continue on TV and will conclude at TLC. They'll just have an eight-week-long build, or maybe a title match on free television rather than on pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, and which I kind of agree with too, in a sense, but I think what Meltzer was saying and what sort of the frustrations are with the talent backstage at the moment is, what was on this show that built towards Survivor Series? There was a lot of stuff here that built, you know, raw storylines to go post Survivor Series. But Survivor Series is basically just in the way. And it is just like, nu- Bobby, Bobby Lashley just coming out and being like, oi, Sammy Zayn, I'm a champion. And so are you. A match. And that's it. But really the Hurt Business are feuding with um, New Day, who in <laughs> themselves are kind of also trying to start a feud with Street Profits over on SmackDown. So it just gets really muddled. And as a lot of people have said, all it needs is if Survivor Series had some stakes, if it had some stakes and weights behind it, then this wouldn't be a problem. But they're doing it now because they feel like they have to do it.
1: Yeah, I think the two problems are that it's so close to the draft that usually is much earlier in the year. And you can make the argument that Raw and SmackDown superstars don't, really go head to head that often in the, in this way but because it was just after the draft how can you build brand loyalty after two weeks on a show the idea of these interbrand matches is undermined by having so many matches between them in the previous couple of months but yeah if if there was stakes on the line here Something Royal Rumble based, like the winning team gets the last five slots in the Royal Rumble. Just an easy one to do there, or they all get championship shots on their respective brands. Like the per- the last person surviving gets the champ, the top championship. The next two get to face the tag team titles. You know, you could you could work out a structure to it. Um, but because they don't have any of those things, yeah, it is very frustrating. But I uh, I don't know if my standards have been lowered. I enjoyed this episode of Raw. Oh, dude, team here. One of the main reasons I enjoyed it was because they were starting new storylines. Like, all of the people feuding over Randy Orton's belt and the... Uh, what was the other good thing? The tag title picture, New Day in the Hurt Business. That's awesome. That was a really fun match as well. You can have those things running concurrently with SmackDown. I think it even adds more to Randy Orton because he's got these three guys on Rory's he's feuding with McIntyre, Fiend, and Miz. Oh, and there's also this match against Roman Reigns next, like, in, at Survivor Series. What if The Miz cashes in after that? So I actually, for once, I can't believe I'm saying this, and it could just be because I'm clutching at straws because Raw has been so bad for months. I think the build to
0: Survivor Series and still satisfying your own brand... Was pretty good. I mean, I think you may be clutching at straws here because, like, I mean, so peeling back the curtain somewhat, the original <clears> title <throat> for the stream was going to be "Best Episode of Raw in Months" because, like, it has been months since we've had a decent episode of Raw. But I, I mean, I'm in agreement with with Meltzer and the, the talent backstage that I think Survivor Series is a booking crutch that they are doing out of tradition rather than it being a storytelling. Like, if Survivor Series could be great, if it was integrated into the stories themselves as opposed to just being a thing that is happened. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Lockdown has been hard on lots of people, but it's also been tough on, tough on, well, you know. My big hairy balls, Luke. Yes, yes, you're you're big hairy balls, Ollie.
1: So let's thank today's sponsor, Manscaped, for providing the best materials to give you the best Manscaped experience possible. This could be the greatest ball
0: shaving of all time. Hygiene is super important in this, the new now. And the Perfect Package Essentials Kit by Manscaped comes with everything you need. High-performance USB rechargeable body trimmers with its advanced skin-safe technology, which is far more impressive than WWE's AR. Nonsense at their pay-per-views.
1: But it's not just your big hairy balls that need sorting out. You also need to look at your big, your big hairy nails, or your I guess your long hairy nails, or you know
0: your big, your big long nails. Along with the perfect package kit, you should also order the Shears 2.0, a newly improved luxury four-piece nail kit with stainless steel slashed-tipped tweezers, round-point scissors. Fingernail clippers and a medium grit nail file. Enroll in the
1: peak hygiene plan for quarterly replenishments of your favorite products and get 20%
0: off your order using the code WTTV. There's even free international shipping to the US. Canada, Australia, and the old blighty United Kingdom. So get 20% off your order at manscaped.com using the promo code W T T V. That's
1: M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com with the code W T T V for 20% off your order, your neat and tidy balls. Well, thank you. Let's see what the so, 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 super chats have to say. Bacon Rasher. Uh, frequent super chatter in. Hi. Hi lads. War does have some okay storylines, but that's the WWE measuring stick. Survivor series is just getting in the way. I used to love it, unlike the NXT stuff 69 years ago. Nice. But it does get in the but it does just get in the way. Hashtag jam that jam.
0: Yeah, I, it's, I think a few people are very upset that there's no NXT involvement in their last year. And I think that's, you know, some people have pointed out that, I mean, what does it like? SmackDown have never won a Survivor Series since the Brand split, <clears throat> And a couple of years ago, they lost every single match on, the, on Survivor Series. And it didn't mean anything. NXT won last year and it didn't mean anything.
1: I think NXT not being involved is very important. You know, as as a COVID precaution, you want to bubble off, isolate people. So maybe the plan was for NXT to be involved, but... This is one of the examples of WWE doing the right thing, I think, if they if, uh, drop them. Leon Pablo, Survivor Series just needs to refresh its formula. I remember the deadly games in the 98.
0: deadly games.
1: <laughs> it even has a song, he writes. <laughs> uh, a lot of people even turn their characters. The event needs that
0: relevancy and chaos. Yeah, Survivor Series 1998 is uh, probably single-handedly the greatest, like the greatest booking of a pay-per-view, uh, a single-night pay-per-view. It's just it's flawless that show. It's it's got like 27 different matches, and they only go about a minute each. But everything on that show, it's the only. Okay, you talk about <laughs> you talk about clutching at straws. It's the it's the pay-per-view that Vince Russo has booked from start to end that has made sense from start to end. And there's no sort of questionable stuff on there.
1: Yeah, it did, it did have uh, a lot of matches. Oh, you know, yes. Maybe you could have cut down on the match amounts, oh, no. given <laughs> them some actual wrestling. I remember, yeah, was yeah. it Undertaker Kane as well?
0: It was. Was that is, on it, is that, on that show? I No, I think that's no, because it's Undertaker. I think it's Undertaker, everyone thinks it's going to be Undertaker Austin in the mm. final, and it's it's Rock Mankind, and you think it's going to be you know Mankind being the heel, but it's actually the Rock that turns heel, and the bossman stuff. Show. Is great great show!
1: Great show! Oh, the of the Nightstick. Yeah, it's yeah. a
0: great, great show. Love
1: it. I think Survivor Series is sort of suffers from that King of the Ring nostalgia that a lot of people had back when that was a thing. Like, oh, King of the Ring every year, get excited about. Uh, But, and Royal Rumble winners You're always like, oh Royal Rumble winner This is going to be the next stage in their career When really, that hasn't happened For a long, long time So Survivor Series, in its very base idea Like King of the Ring, like Royal Rumble Is a fantastic way To structure a pay-per-view And potentially create some great stories And characters out of it But, in practice It just doesn't happen (laughs) So a lot of that survivor series deadly games love probably is rose tinted glasses uh let's save the rest of the super chats for the end of the show of course get them in on both the youtube super chats here but hey check out wrestletalk.com forward slash support and get your donations in there because we get a little more, little more, money, little
0: more yes. of the money little more of the money
1: because YouTube takes 30 percent
0: I mean, I, th- I think we should just start saying that YouTube take eighty percent of uh, mm. of the uh, super chat revenue going in. You don't want to give, you don't want to give YouTube eighty percent of your money.
1: YouTube comes around to our houses and says <laughs> that they, they'll knock a cup off the mantelpiece and they'll say, huh, "That wouldn't have happened if you paid your thirty percent." Where else are you gonna go? Where else yeah, are you definitely. gonna go? And I was Where like, "Well, actually." Go? stream labs yeah, they they do it so that's that link you can go and it, it helps us support us more uh also it is aew full gear this
0: saturday i am feeling full gear because i am going to win back that championship i'm going to win back goldie you can't hold on to it forever I'm going to win back Goldie, and I'm going to bring prestige back to this belt, actually wear it on streams, unlike some people who say, it's too heavy, and have to put it on the floor. like a little, I don't put it on the floor. Baby. You can't see it. It's got a little
1: throne with cushions.
0: But people can't see that. People can't see mm. the throne. People no, don't look. see the prestigiousness of the title, because you're I'd... hiding it, because you're ashamed of it. I paint a picture in people's heads. Look, look.
1: Here it is. I just put it on its really nicely on
0: its sofa. I'm
1: like Naito. I know it's going to come back to me.
0: Unbelievable. May as well just throw it. In. You haven't cracked. You haven't chipped, out, have you? You
1: don't have chips with jam, you fool.
0: <laughs> so yes, we will
1: be fighting over this. Has there been a successful retention yet? No, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I won the inaugural one, at all yeah, out by, by cheating. Yeah, yeah. Then cheating. you won by cheating. By...
0: Oh, in at... fairness,
1: Pete gave you duff predictions. That's not my fault. That was a uh, what was that? that Helen was... At cell? No, no, the one Helen before. The one that's just Clash gone. of Champions. Clash of
0: Champions, Clash of Champions. That's it.
1: Oh. I won it back at Helena, at Jam and a Cell, and a <laughs> full jam. <laughs> we
0: are. We're both Sasha Banks. <laughs> Sasha Jamps.
1: Sasha Jamps. Not you, mate. I am the Sasha Jamp. You are the Sasha. You are the Sasha Jambroni. Get it out. Get that over stop, in the in the comments, stop, stop everyone. Really, you stop
0: trying to make Jambroni happen. No hashtag, one is joining in with you with Jambroni.
1: Hashtag jambroni. Luke's a jambroni. Get it up. Get it up in the no, super instead...
0: chat. Give me a yes, please. Give me a yes, please instead. Don't 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 listen to this idiot.
1: So we will have AEW full jam predictions later today. Full jam, not jam gear. Full jam. We'll full jam.
0: Full yeah. jam. Uh, I also with... agree with uh, Rob here. 80% is outrageous. <laughs> You're right. You're right. It is outrageous. <laughs> they
1: threatened my mother.
0: Yeah.
1: They came just... round to her house and said, oh, he's behind on his on his super chat revenue split with us. And they, they scratched her car. They said it was an accident, but it was very intimidating. And to get on with a full play-by-play raw review of the show, uh, yeah, it opened with sort of what we just covered, this video package that made me go, yeah, that is a good idea. What happens when the apex predator, Randy Orton, just won the WWE championship, becomes the prey? And yeah, like if, it, if that was just the fiend and Randy Orton and Randy Orton is the prey, eh, I'm not so into that. But the idea of having all these other challengers, Drew McIntyre, former champion, Miz, Mr. Money in the Bank, I thought is, is a really great story to tell as soon as Randy becomes the top top
0: dog. And I'll tell you what I really like about this is that each character has their own motivations here. Randy is this 14-time champion. He wants to be a legend. He is Mm. almost like... He's almost self-conscious of the fact that he is not considered a legend. So he's always talking down legends and be like, no, 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 I'm the real legend here. Drew McIntyre wants to win back his title. He He believes in this title. He believes in being the champion and wants to win that back. The Miz does it for... Miz stuff because he is uh, the Miz and he's (coughs) awesome. He wants to have the belt. He's got the money in the bank to get that. And The Fiend is about revenge. The Fiend is about this PTSD style revenge that he cannot let go of. It's really for The Fiend. I don't think that it's about the title. It's just about Mm. getting revenge on Orton. So Orton is kind of facing this from all sides. And it's really interesting. And I really enjoyed this video package. And I loved this opening segment of, because Orton comes out, cut your standard Randy Orton promo. Alexa Bliss comes out. So, you know, basically said, like, he's here. And then the the siren goes off. Drew lays out um, Autumn with a claymore. The Miz runs down to cash in. And Drew stops the Miz from cashing in and being like, no, you're not going to be the one to beat him. <laughs> I'm going to be the one to beat him. I thought it was actually a really, really great segment. I really enjoyed this opening of Raw.
1: Yeah, and it's the perfect way to book Miz as Money in the Bank. Like, you're not going to make it incredible in the space of a couple of weeks. Yeah, but as this sort of annoying gnat in the background that could very realistically grab the title. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's great. Um, also, just as, yeah, I really, really, really like this. And I like the main event uh, stuff too, which sort of bookended this for the show. The Randy Orton name-dropped two specific legends in his promo, you know, saying he was better than all these people. And then he said the Undertaker. He said the edge. He said the edge. He said you two guitarists, the edge. He said edge. He said the Undertaker. And he said John Cena. And of course, Edge is the the plan to face at WrestleMania, apparently for the WWE title. But Undertaker's got to be back for his 30th anniversary celebrations at Survivor Series. And I wouldn't be surprised for John Cena to pop up as well. well, I think those are some big matches that could potentially happen in the next year period.
0: Well, we know what the Undertaker's match is. It's against that pumpkin that he, uh, the, the scarecrow man that he beat up on Jimmy Fallon. He's gonna, he's gonna beat up Finn Balor, the from, Pumpkin uh, King. That, <laughs> the Pumpkin King Finn Balor is gonna beat him up. So we know that's for the Undertaker's match. I uh, yeah, I could definitely see them. Maybe like the Royal Rumble doing randy orton john cena for the wwe championship it really is mr davis booking a wrestling pay-per-view in 2021 somehow you're champion folks somehow you're champion you
1: know what you know what i saw quite a few people saying hashtag jambroni in the chat maybe this isn't a sign of disrespect maybe it's a sign of ownership can i hear it from my jambronis (laughs) <laughs> Who's a Jambroni? You're all Jambronis, and I. Lo- no Jambroni. Uh, after that, we got Elias versus Jeff Hardy in a guitar on a pole match. Haven't had one of these since. Do
0: you know when? What when was the last time we had an on the on a pole match? A guitar on a pole match. I'm going to assume it was an Elias match. Or was it? Yeah. No, was it? Was it? Wasn't it? Was it with Jarrett? Was that the one with like it was feuding with Jarrett and Road Dog?
1: No. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, Jason Jordan was the last one I could find. Do you remember really? when they had that feud for a hot second? No. Absolutely yeah, it was not like God. it was a whole thing on a whole pay per view where Elias was playing a double bass or something, and Jason Jordan attacked him. Ah. Oh, didn't he, yeah, yeah maybe I think I might remember. Look, 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 any Jambrones remember this sort of stuff? <laughs> the nineties kid thing. So this was quite surprisingly, considering those reports that Elias was going to be pushed as a main eventer on Raw. It was a decisive, clean win for Jeff Hardy after he'd already beaten, kind of, uh, Elias the last couple of weeks for their three-week feud. It's the classic three-week push. Jeff wins. He unhooks the guitar, smashes it on Elias's back and and beats him.
0: I mean, you say that he smashed it on his back. But the guitar didn't break. Is this was as Matthew put it up on on Twitter? I am the guitar. Like mm. he just hit him on the back with his guitar, and it just didn't break at all. Which must have sucked for Elias. Yeah, and then he just pinned him. It went about ninety seconds. It wasn't much of a match. It's like three minutes, maybe.
1: Yeah. So no Elias, from here on out, what do you think? Oh, Moves on. Man. Does this feud continue?
0: I think. Well, this feud is way continuing into TLC. Like mm. the the guitar will be hanging above the ring in a ladder match or something. I hope this will, this don't continue to talk mania what are you talking about
1: uh after that we got Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending right it was a title match defending their yeah. women's tag team titles against Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke two people yeah. who you know how some people say that we're you know we're we hate each other on screen but some people they're wrong think we actually like each other because that seeps through on camera <laughs> you're incorrect about that we can't stand each other's guts but Mm. mandy rose and dana brooke might be the opposite of that oh i just get this sense that that they're friends they're not friends they're blonde there's a difference they just look the same
0: i cannot believe that this company split up mandy rose and sonia deville just so they could put mandy rose in a different tag team and then did the exact same thing with Peyton Royce, with just splitting up a long-standing tag team, just be like, I just put them in a different tag team. Like, so you talk about directionless and yeah, in the afternoon, uh, this was advertised as a non-title match and then was changed just before the show to be a title match. So plans change folks and Jackson Baszler won. So there's your top tag team contenders just beaten in a couple of minutes.
1: Lacey Evans and Peyton Royce surely are the top title contenders but yeah they're all on Team Raw together Lana comes out, gets on the apron tries to distract Nia Jax to get some revenge for all those table spots but she accidentally costs really uh, Brooke and Rose the match because Dana Brooke had Shayna rolled up I believe but the referee missed it and then Baszler and Jax won but yeah over very quickly again
0: yeah there was not a lot of wrestling in this first hour I mean, there was a lot of wrestling, just not a lot of it was given time.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, Charlie Caruso spoke to Randy Orton backstage, who said the name of his finisher. <laughs> then we got Our Truth taking on Bobby Lashley. Our Truth thought he was wrestling a different Bobby, some yes. I think a sports
0: star Bobby. No, it's it's from The Water Boy. Oh, uh, was that what it was? Yeah, that's why um, he was gonna Adam... sign the. Yeah, it's Adam Sandler's character from The Waterboy yeah. Well, okay, I didn't get that, but I, I appreciate that more now.
1: Well, that, that uh, might
0: be because the movie is 22 years old and this company wonders why it cannot get a hold of a new demographic of this young... Dem- why can't we target the new demographic? Why aren't they watching this show? Maybe it's because we're referencing movies that are 22 years old. I was able to
1: correctly get Big Show's character name in that movie on Quizlemania last week, but I wasn't. I didn't pick up on this. So that's <laughs> WWE's fault. Uh, but yeah. Bobby Lashley came down, didn't have any time for these comedy shenanigans, beat up our truth pinned him, and then Drew Gulak came down to, to win the 24-7 title. But Bobby beat him up too, made him pass out in the Lashley lock, and for good measure, draped Drew over Truth, making a 24-7 title change.
0: Nothing. Got nothing to add.
1: Over in Seconds. Uh, Yeah, so that first hour, three matches, under 10 minutes of actual in-ring wrestling time. Lucha House Party saw that huge guy backstage. Mm -hmm. He's a big lad. Nia Jax told Not Renee Young that she's going to end Lana's career for later. And then I actually thought Raw got... Raw was a really good two-hour show from this
0: point onward. (laughs) 100%, because this is where the show actually got good, because I really enjoyed this next segment as well. And what was it building? Well, the five on five match doesn't re- like that's different to just these champions because like these lads are feuding with SmackDown. So these, this one works, but like Lashley Sammy doesn't work. Randy Roman doesn't work. The tag match doesn't work. I mean, was there any build for Asker Banks on this show? Where was Asker on this show? Oh, apparently Mia Yim's going after her. Like that's the actual feud they're building on Raw, is Retribution are going after the titles
1: in a seizure match. It'd be fun. <clears throat> was-
0: It wasn't a seizure. Sorry, it wasn't a seizure. Uh,
1: So what happened here in this very good segment, I thought, AJ Styles comes out with that huge guy, declares himself Team Raw's captain, starts calling himself Captain AJ. AJ here throughout this match on commentary that followed and in the post-match angle was an absolute delight. He has somehow managed to become more stupidly heelish. I loved it, loved it, loved it. I love AJ Styles. God, that man's talented. Um, But then, you know, Seamus and Keith Lee come out. They're the only confirmed members for Team Raw. And they say, well, we don't buy into Captain AJ. Outcomes Braun Strowman, who's like, and Adam Pearce says, "Uh, that's a good idea, AJ, that you've just had to make this a triple threat.
0: Yeah, so what happened here is that Braun Strowman comes out and was like, I've won 57 Survivor Series matches. I should be on the team. And Keith Lee is like, no, nah, you shouldn't. Sheamus is like, I don't think you should be Oider. And AJ's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then Adam Pearce comes out and is like, hey, I'd love you to be on Team Raw, but I can't find anyone that's uh, that brave enough to have a match with you. So AJ has the idea of there being a triple threat. And if Braun wins, he gets on the team. And Adam Pierce goes, That's a great idea, AJ. We'll have that match then. What is Adam Pierce? Like what is his role? I tell you what, he
1: isn't. He isn't the raw general manager. We know no, that much. No, no. Oh, know absolutely.
0: Much. No authority figures. Uh
1: so this started a match between Keith Lee, Braun Strowman, and Sheamus. A match where Sheamus is the smallest guy in the ring is a big man meaty match. And I it's think beef. I think because spoiler, Strowman won uh by Keith. I think, yeah, Seamus broke kicked Keith Lee. Keith Lee rolled out the ring, so that it kind of protects him. And Braun Strowman power on Seamus to get onto the team. That means we've got one
0: place left
1: for Team Raw. It's got to be the
0: huge guy. Oh yeah. I I I think it's gotta be the big lad. The huge guy's got to get a job.
1: Yeah. Yapping Captain AJ underneath all these monsters on Raw. They've just selected, they've arranged Raw's roster by height
0: and then just picked the top four people. Yeah, particularly because like what, Team SmackDown is what, Daniel Bryan and... Oh, no, no, it's, it's Jey Uso and Kevin Owens. Kevin, that's it, Kevin Owens and Jey Uso. Like, so SmackDown really now, they need to be like Chad Gable and they need hmm. to pick Kalisto and they need to have like as smaller people as possible in the ring so that the big lads look even bigger when they get in. I'm not against it, to be honest. I not think that's it, quite mate. a
1: fun story. Uh, one that hasn't really been told for a while in the Survivor Series match. But the match itself, Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman versus Sheamus, I loved it. It was so much fun. Keith Lee wasn't full-on Keith Lee, but it's amongst the most Keith Lee he's been so far. It's quite a scary scent on outside earlier. Seemed to hit mm-hmm. the back of his head on the apron. Strowman charged! both Seamus and Lee through the barricade on the Thunderdome. There was a Tower of Doom spot. All the while, AJ is doing fantastic work on commentary, like just, just looking stunned at Keith Lee's performance. I, th- I really, really like this. I had so much fun.
0: Yeah, really, really good match. Hard hitting as well, man. It was stiff as a dick. Big, mm. beefy match with big, beefy men doing big, beefy things. And I, I very much enjoyed it. And then at the end of this, to kind of like encapsulate what this story is, of what Team Raw's is is braun Strowman after the match is just like shake my hand like a man to, to keith lee and keith lee like a man shakes his hand and then seamus because he's got pinned is very annoying he's like i'm not going to shake your hand i'm not a man but he a shake my hand like a man and so instead he embraces him and it's like oh team roar, they're all on the same side boom bro kick knocks uh knocks stroman out of the ring keith lee seeing this Bit of a pounce, knocks Seamus out of the ring. AJ then kicks Keith Lee, makes him fall out of the ring. So AJ, the smallest of the lot, is the man that stands tall here. How will they coexist come Survivor Series? How many countouts will we get in Survivor, <laughs> Survivor Series to protect the big guys?
1: Yeah, as soon as the match starts, that huge guy, Keith Lee, Braun Strowman and Seamus are just all going to brawl into the crowd and they're all going to be eliminated. It's AJ versus everyone. AJ still wins. I uh, the best bit about this, though, was after AJ had thrown Keith Lee over the top rope, uh, presumably building a Royal Rumble match there by accident, AJ falls to his knees and just goes, no, what's <laughs> like Just does this terrible acting that made me laugh so much in a good way. Like, this is definitely yeah. his intention to come across as silly. I thought it was so funny.
0: Yeah, I'm actually I'm really enjoying this AJ act with the that huge guy.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Someone after... in the chat apparently said that his Wikipedia page is now called him Big Jordan. So I don't know if that is now his official WWE name. I'll have a check see if it is on WWE uh,
1: After that, we got Angel Garza cutting a promo directly to the camera, saying that special woman is out there for him. He had a rose. I mean, it
0: was a it was a dating video
1: from the '90s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, Gazas. Gaza's going nowhere fast. Uh Drew said he's all about putting smiles on faces to Charlie Caruso, so he'll he'll give everyone claymores later on in the handicap match against Miz and Morrison. Then we got the Firefly Funhouse, which I covered a lot in my Restort News video earlier today, because I think we might be getting a fiend version of Alexa Bliss.
0: Yeah, I could say, Yeah, now that you've said it that way because we, we had a bit of a discussion about this this mm. morning of, of putting it onto the thumbnail for the news. Because you were like oh, it's a new gimmick for, for Alexa Bliss but I just thought it was them just doing spooky, ooky Halloween Firefly stuff because at the end of this they have um, uh, Alexa Bliss is going to show off her new trick and what she does is she just goes huh? and I mean at first I thought she was throwing up. She was like throwing up this sort of like red sort of stuff out of her mouth but i think as and as you sort of said in your review i think the intention is it's supposed to be a tongue yeah
1: like Pennywise's tongue that's what i definitely got from it
0: yeah it doesn't look like a tongue
1: Eh, eh. i guess you're right i knew what it was (laughs) though but maybe i would have done another take
0: yeah who am i kidding
1: i would have totally taken that one one and done we're out of here (laughs) lunchtime (laughs)
0: I mean, I I didn't pick up it was a tongue until you told me it was a tongue. Like my my notes here, my notes read, Bliss does a trick where she dot, 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 throws up, question mark?
1: (laughs) I thought it was quite clearly a tongue. Um, So my idea behind this was Bray is doing the, the, the heel thing. Like before she unveils this trick, Bray puts his heel hand on her head, sort of, more and more transforming Bliss down this dark path like she's slowly becoming more brainwashed and evil and maybe possessed with the spirit of sister Abigail although there is that tension between sister Abigail the puppet and yeah Abby the witch and Bliss but then later on in the show if we just jump ahead slightly Nikki Cross finds Bliss backstage and she's talking to her. And in that sort of Marge Homer Simpson way, when Homer has too many chili peppers, like it's just the back of Alexa Bliss's head that she's talking to. Initially, I was like, Bliss's back isn't that muscular. This is a stand-in. This is Lacey Evans' back. If, if there was a round on Quizzlemania backs, this is I would have said Lacey Evans. But then, no, it was- i got a point. Yeah, Bliss <laughs> turns around. But when she turns around, she's got the fiend-like contact lenses in, I think this is a gimmick. Definitely in Thunderdome lockdown time, you yeah, could I, in 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 a match have the tongue come out.
0: I think it would look very hokey. Uh, even they literally. I, hey,
1: I'm not saying it won't be hokey. I'm saying this is the same company that did an eye gouging out spot earlier this year.
0: Yeah, and it looks dreadful. <laughs> like I think we we were all in agreement. There is. You will not find a soul on this planet that thought that was good, right? Not even the people that did that. Not even (laughs) Louie. And he
1: loves
0: loves everything that this company does. (laughs) Um, But I could see them doing Lady Fiends uh for bliss which it comes out because you know there has been that there was that little doll uh the sort of lady doll thing with the fiend makeup on it so maybe that's been it's been foreshadowing all this time that we are going to get a lady fiend for the women's division another crutch for the women's division where they've got an, another character <laughs> that it's difficult to book matches around oh that's,
1: that's exactly <laughs> yeah i was thinking that well you know alexa bliss like that versus asuka oh it's you know suddenly there's a proper challenger there on on raw uh sucks for naomi i don't know where she's gonna factor into things but then i was like oh no wait the the fiend doesn't have good matches that's the whole problem i mean what <laughs> what a gimmick though that we know yeah. he has crap matches but we're still like oh the fiend's facing this person <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's good storytelling he's a good mm. he's a master storyteller um yeah I, I i'd be kind of into it though
1: Well, let us know what you guys think in the comments. We'll get to some later. Uh, The other thing was, of course, Bray having some flashbacks about Randy Orton burning down his old house and a nice little running joke about Sister Abigail swearing and the crucix being the censor sign over her mouth. Uh, After that, weirdly, like, in the most half assed plug WWE have done in ages, Tom Phillips just goes, yeah, so you can watch some WWE specials on Peacock TV. Okay, next up we've got Lana versus Nia Jax. I thought what? There's no one's really talking about this that I've seen. But that's a big deal, right? Unless it's been on there it, for a while.
0: I think it's been on there for a while. I just don't think people care that much. Mm.
1: It's,
0: it's just like because it's funny when WWE do it every 20 seconds. Like do you remember when it's just like there's a movie coming out this Friday and they have to remind you every 10 minutes that the movie is coming out. But because it's just a one-time thing, people are like, eh, don't really mind.
1: I meant more as in, on the Q3 call, they discussed again the idea of licensing out network content. One of the top runners, really, because Peacock is owned by M- NBC Universal. NBC Universal owns USA Network, which is where NXT and Raw play on. Maybe they're talking about buying a takeover or buying a pay-per-view. To go on their streaming service,
0: yeah, could be that was I mean, what I or Could go on to Hulu, could be on Netflix because they've got the, mm. the Vince McMahon documentary deal. I think there's a lot of like, I mean, clearly, I mean, they send the quarter three, uh, the quarter three reports that they are talking to a lot of potential partners.
1: After that, we got Lana versus Nia Jax, but not before an inset promo from Luke's favorite new tag team.
0: Oh my god. Someone said to me when I went off on Royce being put into a tag team with uh, Lacey Evans, someone said to me, you idiot, they're not a tag team. They were just put together for that one show. And here we are two weeks later. They're a smegging tag team just doing a promo together in a dead division that no one gives an F about. Why split up the Iconics to do this? What were you? What was the point of all of that? Like, oh, because now, now Peyton Royce is just in another team. That's the iconics again. Sorry, yeah. Uh, uh, the
1: the problem is Billy Kay wasn't blonde, hmm. so but Lacey Evans is blonde, and has the back of Alexa Bliss, which could be really useful down the line for a sort
0: of Bella twins kind of switch out bit. I guess. Although Peyton Royce, I don't believe is a natural blonde. I think she just she has dyed her hair blonde.
1: She's trying to get that push.
0: Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, reportedly, Vince McMahon is high on her backstage. So, uh, um, kiss of you know, death. I, I believe it. You know, like Matt Riddle, it's high on him backstage as well. It wasn't on TV this week.
1: So high. He, you know, he's not got his first name anymore. Anyway, that was a little inset promo. They really are just doing the Iconics
0: act, which is yeah. just mad. That's less good. That's good, right? It's a crap version of the Iconics. You take uh. this great tag team and a rubbish version of it. Good job.
1: Um, then we got Lana versus Nia Jax, which was, I thought, now might be the time Lana gets one up on Nia Jax. But no, Nia put Lana through the announcer's table after beating her very quickly.
0: Yeah, I, so I thought because, the you know, a lot of the spots in this were Nia Jax hitting a big move, going to pin Lana and then taking her off the mat, like in that Undertaker, I'm going to school you kind of way. Shout out to the Actual Era podcast. So I thought, ah, okay. And then Lana gets like the roll-up pin. Nia Jax gets angry and puts her through the table. Nope, Jax just won and then put her through the table. So I don't know if you can say that Lana is getting a push because mm. apparently, like, they, they consider her one of the best like top baby faces in the women's division on Raw. And she's in line for a big push, but I don't think you can say that she is currently getting that push. Nah.
1: And I doubt she ever will. If if we learn one thing about WWE stars, if you're not pushed properly from the get-go, or at least in your first two years, you will never be pushed to that extent. Uh, after that, we got the Hurt Business coming out to do a VIP lounge segment, sort of obligatory bit on Bobby Lash's opponent, Sami Zayn, at Survivor Series. But then they said, MVP said, like, look, we rid the WWE of retribution.
0: Retribution were on the show later on, I... just in a different feud. <laughs> this this whole segment was maddening on two fronts for that reason.
1: Oh, do you think I really enjoyed it because MVP then says We won our payment. It's the WWE tag team titles. Shelton, Benjamin, and Cedric Alexander are going to go for that. New Day came out, say, hey, we're the tag team champions. They had a really funny back and forth. Our MVP is so witty. The New Day are obviously excellent. And what followed was a really fun tag team match. Really exciting.
0: The Hurt Business won clean. Here is why I found this maddening. MVP's promo was... We got rid of, the, of Retribution, and our payment is a tag title shot. He said that we were getting a tag title shot. Mm. So then they had a match that was non-title. Mm. Surely, this is the tag title shot that you've been promised for getting rid of Retribution. But it was a non-title match. So their payment was a non-title match that sets up a tag title match that they've already been given.
1: I can see why you would think that way. I felt like the tag team, this was MVP making the demand that our payment, we've come to collect. And w- Adam Pierce doesn't know what it's going to be. <laughs> and MVP says it's a tag title shot, but it hasn't been made. Adam Pierce, who's not the general manager, hasn't come out and said, that's a good idea, Captain AJ. The New Day came out, impromptu match. They've got even
0: more of a case for a championship match later on. I mean, I figured that the reason why this was non tunnel To be honest, I thought they'd won the belts. I, like, I, 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 I did. Do do do. <laughs> Is it because the promo said it's a tag? <laughs> Can I just hold up the belt every time you're wrong? Um, <laughs> MVP's promo was, we're getting a tag title shot. So I thought they'd won the belts, but they haven't. It was a non-title match. I figured afterwards that it was retroactively not a tag title match because they actually haven't rid of Retribution. They've just pushed Retribution into an even lower level feud than what they currently were.
1: Hey, that's a main event feud. Main event the show. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I thought this was really good. It makes, it made me forget, but remember that Shelton Benjamin was part, one half, of one of the best indie tag teams of the last decade, World's Greatest Tag Team with Charlie Haas. And I thought, oh my God, Shelton Benjamin in a tag team with Cedric Alexander. This could be great.
0: Cedric working with Kofi was absolutely magic. Yes, yes. To anyone in the comments who may say, but Davis, the World's Greatest Tag Team was a WWE act. They were also a Ring of Honor act as yes. well, they reunited on, in Ring of Honor. And uh, they were this a,
1: amazing there. So, oh, so much better.
0: So much better than their WWE run, which actually was also very, very good. Uh, but yeah, I thought this was a fun little match. I just thought it was a uh, a tag title match. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't. Don't know why you
1: thought that. Uh, after that, we got Nikki Cross and Alexa backstage. Already talked about that. Then we got that main event match, Ricochet versus Tucker. Hey
0: dude, God. Dude, it's okay Because Tucker's just turned heel He's just got a brand new look Clearly they've got plans For this lad. People aren't sure what brand he's on But he's feuding with Otis that's not on this brand anymore Surely this heel turn is leading to big things Right? So Ricochet beat Ricochet <laughs>
1: <laughs> Beat him In 30 seconds With change yeah. And then ricochet stood up ali walked down to observe all of this and then ali signaled for retribution to jump over the stands and then retribution beat up tucker and ricochet they look so lame doing it not just the camera work but there was this bit where they all walked around ricochet and i was just like man the buried are burying the buried (laughs) like yeah what is this
0: i think it is now it's now time that we just stop paying attention to them on Twitter. Because I think people get really excited when Dijak or Dio or Ali put up these, this is what Retribution are going to do this week. This is the ship of change. blah blah. Because it's all balderdash. It's all absolute. It's the rest trying to make the best of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this mm-hmm. company does not give an F about this team. And it now looks like Retribution couldn't beat the hurt business. So we're now going after Ricochet, who everyone apart from Tucker beats. It just makes them look so utterly crap and rubbish. They are 0-4. Just it's a disastrous tag team, a disastrous unit.
1: Yeah. For what we always say, like the best wrestling segments get everyone involved moreover than when the segment began. And this was the complete opposite of that in that everyone was so much less, far less important than when they started. But the actual, oh, sorry, before the main event, there was a really nice interaction backstage between Drew and Seamus. What I loved about this was Seamus is, of course, a heel. He presents himself as a heel, even with his silly hat on. And (laughs) Drew McIntyre, they pass each other. There's the No podcast listeners, Seamus did not just walk (laughs) into the podcast there. There's that Irish Scottish bond, the UK, the UK and Irish whip wrestling comes back together. Yeah. And Seamus, even though he's a heel, they're talking together because they're they're friends and sort of heel face morality goes out the window. Really nice, genuine interaction between the two. And Seamus is like, hey, we've got a spot on Team Raw. You should join us. And I thought, yes, that is an amazing idea. Drew's got nothing to do at the pay-per-view. He can be on the five-on-five men's elimination match, which is arguably kind of the main event, without a title. What a a team that is.
0: I agree. I don't think that Drew's going to be on the team, because I think they're going to do Drew versus Randy on Raw before Survivor Series. They are making such a concerted effort to put over this idea that if randy orton is the champion he's going to face roman reigns at survivor series if he's the champion
1: they're doing that with all the title matches
0: yeah and i think that this will be the one to try and pop a rating they'll do Mm. drew versus randy because drew here said look i'm I'm, i appreciate the offer but my goal is to beat randy orton and go into survivor series as champion so i think they are going to do drew versus randy for the title on tv uh, and maybe uh, even do a title switch there, so you can do Drew Roman at Survivor Series. They wouldn't do that.
1: That would be. Insanity. Wouldn't they?
0: Wouldn't they? Uh, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. They, they did exactly that recent in recent years. But I I mean the story writes itself. Drew, you can't have another. The automatic rematch clause is not a thing. But if you are the last man, if you survive this Survivor Series match, me Adam Pierce, I Adam Pierce. <laughs> will use none of my power to get you a TLC match. Maybe that's how you do it. Uh, I, yeah, but I I could totally see your way happening as well. And the main event was Drew taking on Miz and Morrison in a handicap match. We kind of got this last week where Drew beat Miz in singles competition, but also kind of beat Morrison at the same time. This was actually pretty decent, I thought. It was back and forth. It was a lot more competitive. It still was a handicap match, so it made Miz and Morrison look like absolute jambronies, or jabronis is the bad version of that. Uh, Drew kipped up. He looked awesome. He won in the end. And after that, he got hit by an RKO, and then the creepy music play, well, just laughter, played at Randy Orton as he stood above everyone.
0: Yeah, so it is typical WWE booking. If you are a heel with the Money in the Bank briefcase, you get beaten by a drum, or you get beaten Mm -hmm. like a drum, because it doesn't matter, because eventually you're going to have the title, and everyone will forget about all the various losses that you've racked up. And it is also setting up this idea, I guess, it sets up this idea that when Miz wins, he's an unworthy champion, which is the storyline we got 10 effing years ago oh i don't want it dude i don't want it
1: i think he fails i think he fails when he cashes in uh but that's so that's the whole episode of raw like i said i thought the last two hours were actually bloody enjoyable um it's a shame it's a three-hour show but <laughs> the particularly the the team raw stuff with captain aj i like the Hurt business um tag feud stuff i'm really excited about that story going forward and the main event Dude, I
0: do. You know what? It was the best episode of Raw in months, and it wasn't a particularly great episode of Raw either. Mm. It was just, it was an okay episode, and by being an okay episode, it is way better than what we've had in in recent months. So yeah, I thought it was a, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm loving the the main event picture minus Miz, but I am I'm really enjoying the main event picture. Um, there's a lot that's bad on this show, and I really like the idea of Hurt Business versus New Day. I just thought it was done in a very clunky manner on this show.
1: Uh, this should be—I thought this should be Raw's standard level. Mm-hmm. This yeah, this should be the, yeah. the the basic level of Raw enjoyment.
0: Uh, so that's
1: why I gave it a average. So your su- 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 Super Chats. Let's get into all of those last call for Super Chats. Get them in. Please do take advantage of the WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. I'm trying to figure out,
0: is that the right way? No way. So. How do I point to this? Uh, it's why, mirrored. Did, why did both my hands
1: point to the same place? All <laughs> uh, Dave airy. Dave says, why not Orton surviving three challenges as a series? I guess so. He's yeah, like a gauntlet match, essentially. Hmm. That could work. Um, it's not you traditionally what Survivor team. Series has been about. No, but then you also have to beat all of them as well. Um, Esteban Cavantes, what's what are your thoughts on a woman joining the Hurt Business? If so, should it be someone like Tamina, Bianca, or Zelina to make them prestige? Thank you.
0: I'm not. I think we've got enough members of the Hurt Business at the moment. You don't want to NWO this and just add members for the sake of adding members. I totally agree.
1: Joseph Tyrrell, thanks for your generous super chat. Overall, I enjoyed Raw. The Funhouse stuff was great. Alexa Bliss is such a great character. I saw Seamus and Drew wrestle a lot in IWW, Irish Whip Wrestling, on on the Wrestling Channel back in the day. So their interaction popped me huge. Me and Luke too. Hope you lads are doing well.
0: Oh man. Shout outs to the wrestling (laughs) channel. Absolutely. Shout out watching the same episode of Irish whip wrestling on repeat. Irish Irish whip wrestling, I think had a roster of four people. Hmm. So you just had a lot of the same matches going out, send them out, send Seamus O'Shaughnessy out again for another match.
1: Uh, For us viewers, the wrestling channel was a television channel that just had wrestling on lasted about two years. Yeah but it, was a, it was a great two years uh, Sat's it. vault Abby the witch telling Randy and Alexa to go fork themselves was the best part so out of the blue laughed out loud in the office I'm 30 yeah it made me laugh as well Black Adam Bliss doesn't have any past trauma to justify a fiend gimmick it's more of a possession her having one would undermine the fiend's existence and character
0: that's a good point I like that yeah I, re- I totally agree with that
1: I agree, too. I think that's why it has to be a possession Sister Abigail thing. Um, yeah, which which doesn't seem like it is, because Sister Abigail doesn't like her. Uh, hot tag to you.
0: 2 uh, 123 uh, says, after watching your five-minute review, I want to check out the last two hours of Raw. You said you enjoyed it. Yes, Ollie, your standards have dropped for Raw. Yeah, I'd make no bones about that. <laughs> Reece Johnson, Raw was half watchable for once. Hashtag Team Oli Authority. Um, this is the new bar for Raw, I guess. It was a bit watchable, I suppose. Zachary Jenkins, <laughs> if there's going to be a War Games this year, uh, is there going to be a War Games this year? I'm hyped for the Omega Page match at Full Gear. You and me both, man. Oh, yeah. um, they, I don't know if there's going to be a War Games this year. We haven't had Regal come out to say, War Games. So I guess not.
1: There's a takeover scheduled, not for Survivor Series weekend, but for December 6th, I think, in my head. So it's another Sunday. And we just so happened to get an undisputed opposing faction come together last week. So yeah. What do you think?
0: Well, it's yeah, it's kind of like this time of the year, like Survivor Series, like Hell in a Cell, it becomes like, well, you've got to do a Hell in a Cell because we always do them every October. Got to do war games because we do them all the time around this point of the year. You need to to get a team together. Uh, Donald Prange, uh, the Miz cashes in, the bell rings, and then boom, Morrison turns on him.
1: I mean, it's not the worst idea. It's an idea.
0: Uh, Emma Bond says LGBTQ Wrestling Facebook loved Angel Garza's video
1: Did he specify agenda? gender? Maybe it was to to
0: anyone Could be, I don't know. I'll be honest, I wasn't paying that much attention to it uh, Zach Robinson, I'm dumbfounded. Retribution is still going at this point They aren't a credible threat whatsoever If you could rebook them from this point until Mania, how would you get their heat back? Also, how many oh rounds God. are there, Ollie?
1: sorry to sort of not do your question justice but i'd break them up get them out from underneath the masks and push them all as singles
0: yeah, I thought that there was going to be... I, I said this on the magazine show with Denise. All they need is one great match and that will turn this ship around. Mm. But We're never gonna, We're not even going to get that at this point. Uh, Rennie, I want Fiend and Taker to have a teleport battle.
1: How does that work? Like the Nightcrawler scene from X-Men 2.
0: <laughs> but just against another Nightcrawler. So you yeah. just...
1: <laughs> uh Duffs 101. I know NXT UK isn't really talked about much here. Has anyone had a chance to... To watch Volta versus Ilya Droganov yet The yes, so-called most violent match it's in brutal. WWE ever
0: It was brutal AF It's a shame that no one watches it Because it's a dead brand
1: <laughs> uh, Fritz Golden, is it? Li- it is likely that AEW's wrestling game Could be the first wrestling game on the next-gen consoles For me, that's a big win for AEW
0: mm, Could be, yeah
1: Yeah Funky Pug three one three Triple A's Drago needs to sue for gimmick infringement. Does he do the tongue thing?
0: <laughs> Could be. I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that have done the tongue thing. Mm. Uh, Zach Robinson says took advantage of the Beer Fifty Two promo the other day. Cheers, gents. Once locks down is lifted, first rounds on me if you head Bradford way. Ooh. I don't think I've ever been to Bradford. Uh, Thank you very much, Zach. Glad you enjoyed Biffin's 2. It's a great product. Uh, Donald Prange. Luke wasn't my favorite for a while, but when he turned face, I was actually more invested in him. Austin, Texas. Keep it up. Thanks, Donald. I'm glad I could finally turn you around. (laughs) Get rowdy. Raymond Jacobs. We need more of Luke and Ollie going off on things they really dislike in WWE. Yes, please. I think that's been the Raw review for the uh, last... (laughs) I don't want any more of that. It's draining. Uh, Maelstrom says, long time watcher First time super When Luke wins Survivor Series predictions He can say that he defeated Alicia Banks, who can't defend Her title, love the content Here in your other channels, mahala And aloha, hashtag jam that jam Hashtag get rowdy, thank you very much For your generous super chat as well, thank very you. very kind of you
1: uh, uh, Raymond
0: Jacobs but also, yes, I am going to win. But it's at full gear that I'm actually going to win back the championship. I'm not going to wait till Survivor Series. I'm actually going to defend it at Survivor Series. Win it back at full gear. Raymond Jacobs. The next time Luke goes for the jam, that championship, I double any points he has to get him the title.
1: What does that even
0: mean? Well, but in the same way that you Pete handed you his points so that you could win, steal, I should say, the title in the first place. Nope. Not
1: happening. And last minute super chat. Sidish Mijanka says, ideally the WWE draft should take place immediately after Survivor Series. Oh, that is, that is actually the best time for it. If SmackDown beats Raw at Survivor Series, this gives USA a reason to draft SmackDown stars to Raw in preparation for next year's Survivor Series. I'm not too, uh, I I don't really care for the network involvement into the Mm -hmm. drafts. I think that's a bit too business in my fun kayfabe wrestling. Uh, but I love the idea of it being positioned after Survivor Series. That does make sense.
0: Yeah, makes more sense than what they're currently doing, which is just a show. Mm.
1: Well, that's all we've got time for today. Please do go over to well, Wrestle Talk. You're, oh, we've just had another one come in. Oh, cool. that's why it threw me. Uh, Evan Bradley, did you guys hear about the Wrestling Code video game for Indie Star? It'll be on next gen.
0: Yes, I did hear about this. Yeah. There's been a lot of chat about that on the old Twitter machine. Are you ready for some misheard lyrics, Mr. Oh, am I ever? Oops, I've already pressed the wrong button. Hold on. Okay.
1: Uh, I love this segment. I love how seamlessly the tech integrates with the format.
0: Yep, it's so good. It's the first one there. Yes, I mean, Matt we
1: should probably there. say this is before we broadcast the main show live, but we've got a few new graphical flourishes going on. We had a producer for today's show. Um, we don't know what that's like yet, but I'm hope I'm hoping it's okay.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure we could have just sunk
1: hap- the channel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you think, I mean, there are some people who get mad upset when we just have a small graphic up on screen and we're now just about to put loads of graphics on screen. So, I mean, do you think there could be a bit of blowback to it?
1: Well, I th- what some of the graphics are, are objectively nice to look at and I think enhance the entire channel. But yes, you cannot cater for the, the large vocal amount of people who go, change! I'm one of those people. <clears throat> yeah. Something slightly I- changes in my favorite co op margarita pizza stuff crust, which they've done again.
0: What on earth do you mean
1: they've done again? They've changed it. They've changed it. They've relaunched the line like a year after relaunching. They just had like margarita, I think it was like three cheese margarita stuff crust co op. Boom. That is my comfort baby. I get that on the way home from the tube and I demolish it with a huge side of mayonnaise when my lady partner has left me home alone and I don't know what to do in the kitchen, which is There's all the so time.
0: Mu- There's only so much masturbation that can be done. At some point, you do need to eat something. Exactly. And
1: last year, they, they relaunched a the line of uh, pizzas, refrigerated pizzas, and they chucked meatball mariana on it. That was the that that
0: was the only Sorry. stuffed crust you could get. It's marinara. Whatever. <laughs> and now also, every pizza has a marinara sauce on it. That's yeah. what the tomato sauce is. Oh, but it was too intense. It was too it intense. Too much basil.
1: So then they've relaunched it again. I haven't been having these pizzas in lockdown. I haven't really been going to the shops that much, but I went the other day and I saw
0: it. And now it's a spicy chicken. Oh, I hold don't on, like this, spicy I, food. So how, hold on. Are you sure that they weren't just out of stock? Of no, your... no, the packaging's changed. <laughs> okay, but my, my point is they're not going to change your margarita pizza to a spicy chicken one. Surely they would just change the packaging of the margarita pizza to another margarita pizza. You'd think that they completely ditched
1: the margarita pizza in the last no. revamp. Yeah. And they because the only one was with meatballs. Oh, come on. This is ridiculous. This it's is the black. It's the most generic pizza. Why have they changed it? Oh, so
0: many people have got lockdown struggles, but I think I've won. <laughs> well, perhaps this will win as a segue into misheard lyrics. Uh, this comes in from Michael, the podswafter from Derry in Ireland, or the Dairyman, as Ollie called me. Yes, I am from the same Derry, excuse me, that Derry Girls is set in. Mm-hmm. attached a photo of a war moral, uh, mural rather that was painted a few years ago to celebrate the show. I wanted to send you in a misheard lyric for your new segment. It comes from the song Yellow Ledbetter" by Pearl Jam. The lyric is On a weekend, i want to wish it all away yeah and then call and they said that i'll go and i said i'll call out again but i hear on a wheel on a wizard on a whale Hmm. and nicole's mama said i don't want to see and nicole again and nicole yeah at first possibly like anna nicole smith yeah um now in defense of michael Old, um uh, also, I want to point out as well, Michael's my favorite of the people who've emailed in. Because not only did he give me the exact timestamp of oh. when this song started, he linked me to the YouTube song. So I didn't have to do any searching or any fannying around. There are some people who've just gone, I hear this lyric, and it's actually this lyric. I'm like, I've never heard this song. Mm-hmm. Where is it in the song? But no, Michael's given me everything I need to know. So in defense of Michael, old um old Pell Jam here, old Eddie Vedder, is very much just singing in vowels, so it's quite easy to misunderstand. You'll you'll hear what I mean. Here is the actual. Here is the song.
1: That that definitely those wizard whale wheel <laughs> yeah. bits. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what he's saying.
0: <laughs> what what's he what's he supposed to say again? He is saying on a weekend I wanna nope. wish it all away. Yeah. Oh, and I call and I said that I'll go and I said I'll call out again.
1: When does it become the singer's fault for us just <laughs> hearing things?
0: Very much when it's Eddie Vedder because he does love to sing in vowels. Does does Eddie. Great, great stuff. Thank you very much for that one. Uh we've got some more. Uh, next up, we are going to have this one from Shaggy. Um, mm, so, shaggy, mm, Shaggy. Screen two. no Chrome it Better tower, be a Shaggy song.
1: Edge.
0: It is a Shaggy song. Of course, it is.
1: Oh, I yeah. thought that the person emailing in was Shaggy.
0: Oh, oh no no! No, Shaggy has not got in touch with this show. Oh. Uh, this one comes in from. Doo, 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 doo. Nope. it comes in from, ba, 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 ba. it comes in from Ashley, uh, who says, great to hear this segment has got off the ground. Been listening to lots of childhood hmm. songs during lockdown, and I've realized I've been singing the wrong lyrics to way too many of them. Here are a few of my favorites uh, to see if you, uh, I may get a big eater in my childhood. So here it is. This is the song Shaggy Angels. The actual lyric are, you're my darling angel, closer than my peeps you are to me. However, Ashley hears, you're my darling angel, closer than my pizzas are to me. Mm. Topical. So,
1: Close to my top. heart.
0: Here it is. Angel, you're my
1: darling angel, ah. closer than my peeps you are to me.
0: Now I hear peeps there. I
1: hear peeps, I'm afraid.
0: I'm afraid, yeah.
1: We do have one more. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh -uh.
0: Can can we have
1: like a a punishment to people who don't make it in?
0: (laughs) Yeah, people who are just sending in, like, this is nonsense. You're actually just sending in nonsense. (laughs) Actually, you sent us in another one, though, from the classic Uncle John from Jamaica by The Venger Boys. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, Any fond memories of The Venger Boys and The Venger Bus?
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I stand by their big-breasted animated, whoa, we're going to Ibiza. Meow, 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 meow. I believe that was just like the same graphical loop of them on a giant ball, but the, the cartoon ladies had ample breasticles. <laughs> and as a teenage boy, that was very exciting, even in cartoon form, and may have informed, some of my later kinks. Well,
0: according to Ashley, the actual lyric is "just buy a ticket and take a summer holly holiday." However, uh, Ashley claims the lyrics are "just buy a chicken tikka on a summer holly holiday." <laughs> That's Let's the worst that. thing for a summer day. Let's see if uh, Ashley's correct. But an, an all- content warning: we're about to play a boy song that will get stuck in your head and is absolutely dreadful. I'm here. Yeah, he's redeemed himself. I, I <laughs> also hear Chicken Tika there. Chicken Tikka is being heard. Uh, do we have time for one more? Yeah, very quickly. Yeah, okay, excellent. Uh, so uh, this again, stream... ahead
1: of the new streaming that we've never done before. Oh yes, that we haven't uh... prepped for.
0: <laughs> and why haven't we been prepping for this? Uh...
1: Because Ollie got the wrong time for when we were meant to start <laughs> recording. <laughs>
0: this one comes in from harrison who says hi lads uh heard this a few years ago now i can't unhear it uh, in the song sugar we're going down by mm-hmm. fallout boy instead of the lyrics a loaded god complex cock it and pull it it sounds like i know you got cornflakes cooking in pudding <laughs> <laughs> let's see if he's correct Ah, oh, no the video's refreshed no no, an oh, no there's playing. an advert. You're there's an advert. Don't listen to the advert, people. Don't listen to uh. the advert. So, I don't hear pudding. Corn... I know you got cornflakes cooking in pudding one more time there's too much emphasis on plex for it to be called flakes
1: not 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 passing that one you you struck out that was one out out of three Mm.
0: very very bad well can you do better get in touch support at wrestletalk.com give us an email thank you all so much for listening take care everyone love you goodbye I'll talk remember, now and